great to be here. I came to the first one and I've been to all the other six. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Like the heart rate Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotmap. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio hot 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 Social media going mad over there. Shut up. <laughs> he's Snapchatting. <laughs> he's trying. He's got a five foot three door cake in him. They're biting words. <laughs> Look, if you, are you right with your phones written around? Oh, just yeah. We're already on. Oh, right. Are we? No, you never said that, did you? You didn't say, well, we're rolling or anything. I wouldn't tell you anything because you never do anything. So therefore, I just have to take control of the situation and say, g'day, viewers, and welcome to episode 255 of Radio Hotlap, that lighthearted and zany podcast that occasionally takes a look at something. Not much. It's not a lot, but there's. And makes Theo laugh on his plane trip home. Look, he's not the only viewer. I know, you know he's not, but he's been good enough he's to been actually recent, tell us. He's been, been a recent listener on Skype. Yeah. So, uh, well, there you go. <laughs> and it's 255. 255. G'day, viewers. Winyard to Taronga Zoo, Athel Wharf. Only on Wednesdays. Or Shepherd's Bush to Clapham Junction. I used to get 255 to school. No trains in the ACT. And there you go. No, no trains in the ACT. Thank you very much, Mr. Denyer. And this evening, this afternoon, following the Sandown 500, the Wilson security, I didn't have to get a pass to get in, well, wasn't very secure. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we, actually, we lounged out, we've lounged Well, last out. year it was dicks, wasn't it? Excuse me, you're, you're poking in. You're poking in, eh? I'm just doing the intro. Do you want to do the intro? You do the intro. Okay, over to you. <laughs> Jeez, the hostility. JP, go. Not saying anything, quiet now, are we? Social metering again? <laughs> right. Carry on, Johnny. Episode 255. We're so sorry to have interrupted. No, no, it's just I'd like you to take over, you know, before we Show some interest. head off to Chi Chi. Just a sneaky chi in the chi. That's right. That, uh, well, welcome Radio well, Hot Lab to Subdivision Zakanovic World Headquarters. Yes, that's right. We're here yeah. this afternoon, having decided to forego this afternoon's race, having been to the track earlier in the day yes. um, to sign on, you know, and all that sort of stuff that we had to do and, yep. and do a little bit of back Sign on, driver's briefing. <laughs> <laughs> For the drive home. I was briefed. How to get home. And McConville said, do it clean. I had to be by the B-pillar. Do it clean. <laughs> by the B-pillar, that's right. You are the B-pillar. The only or the B-pillar. Yeah. <laughs> and I we think... decided we'd come back uh, to Zakanovic. Muse. To Towers. <laughs> Mark II. Muse. 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 Oh, sorry. Zakanovic Muse. 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 We're up that little side. Uh, actually, it's, 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 it's Muse-y, isn't it? Down it's the Zakanovic Heights. On the basis there is a... A speed bump out the front. <laughs> That's about the peak of the heights. So look, before we get on and, and, and talk about what's going on in motor racing, cool emerging technologies, gadgets, barbecues, and possibly interesting seafood dishes from afar. <laughs> what are you having a drink tonight? Uh, well, the Jack and I are getting quite acquainted, but not just any Jack. It's the Gentleman Jack. So it's not Pack Jerkins version. Correct. No, it's gentlemen. It's I'm trying to become a gentleman. A gentleman. Mm. There you go. 
What are you having? Japes? Well, well, I'm having what you're having. Well, which is which is Hardy's stamp of Australia, which is an El Cheapo one litre bottle that I picked up from a mate of mine who works at Hardy's, and this was the one that they used to export to the UK. I, I always get worried when they're, when they're a one litre version. I know. Well, it's because the pond's probably sort of like 33% so yeah, like like more. It's pain. <laughs> well, I bought it because I know how much you drink, Johnny, and we always run out if we just buy one bowl. Oh, absolutely. It's speaking, it's speaking of drinking a lot. Um, a lot was not actually drunk this weekend. And fact, no, perhaps we should very quiet. recap the last few days. So, if you'd like to just take your minds back, viewers. <laughs> well, as it happened, on Wednesday, JP got a leave pass and was allowed to come. To Melbourne. See, what a load of old bollocks. And it wasn't Wednesday. He loves laying it online. <laughs> so anyway. So, so Hardy was late arriving at my place Thursday morning. And we hit the road to come here. Standard. Armed with a, a case of Merlot. Oh. Because it's not to be drunk in the house. But anyway. <laughs> I, there was I, no I, Merlot. No, but prior to that, rewinding onto the Wednesday, or rather the Tuesday, the phone buzzed. The electric phone. Have you got an electric phone? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and there, <laughs> Grumpy Greg. Oh, yes. Grumpy Greg grumpy said, Greg. Oh, Grumpy Greg. Yeah. I'm coming to Adelaide. Are you around? I said, Well, if what? you're coming, no, we won't be around. As it turned out, <laughs> the Grumpster was yeah. driving his diesel X5, which of course does 1200 kilometres, to the tank. But it's no longer a BMW. No, it's been. We'll get to that. Oh right, right, okay. There's a story. Excellent. Don't 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 badge in. Sorry, viewers. Sorry to ruin the punchline. Don't badge the witness. Gentleman will. Gentleman Jack will quiet me down. And didn't say anything other than to show me a picture of his FJ Ute in a sort of a a a a dull olive green colour that he uh, had sold to someone in South Australia. Uh, to wit, a... Uh, to HSV dealer, wasn't it? Or something? Was he a twit, was he? <laughs> he was a to it, you know. Oh, to it. We'll get I remember. to it. Oh. <laughs> I, I know, I remember. That came from, like, in the old days when you had paper licences and you got a fine in the mail, you know, for, for speeding or something like that. It would go, blah, blah, on the back and said, if you don't want to do it, you have to write out a stat deck and it said, da, 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 da. Because I, to wit, comma, Stanley John John Pilgrim, and that was the name of Pilgrim. the... Pilgrim? <laughs> that was the name of the, the man behind oh, the... Twit. Know, take you, the... send you to jail department if you didn't pay the bill. Anyway, there was Grumpy Greg going, like, well, we, I'm coming down, I'm going to drop the Greg off. I said, are you around? I said, oh, certainly. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> but uh, Japes and I are off to... Um, off to Sandown tomorrow. Early. Oh. And he can come and stay the night. And he did. And that was cool. And then we went down to, uh, had a bit of uh, a chinois. Um, and mind you, chewed the, chewed the ear off the new person living in the house. He'd only right. been there one day and had to go to surgery. Because <laughs> it was like hanging surgery. off. The lobe was torn. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to, uh, Call the down to our regular Chinese place, which you absolutely enjoy. Absolutely. So as we were there, Suddenly, and in fact, I was reversing out of the driveway with Greg. Had to drop, beep, dump the, beep, the, the sausage beep, down beep. at uh, at the, the house of where the house of Jane that Jack built. And there was this huge blast of like, bah, I, I said, Look, I've lived here two years. No one has ever blasted me coming out of the place. Now, <laughs> get out of it. Anyway, he says, Yeah, sure. It's the only night he's in town. So we went down to the Chinois after dropping the dog off, sat down there, and uh, it was all very nice. I need to receive a text message that it was from, it was uh, a Dunkin' Donuts, hmm. who'd been driving past at that exact moment, having had probably too much to, to drink at another. I mean, not under the limit, <laughs> but, but still, 0.099 repeater. It'd be asymptotic. We've talked about asymptotic behaviour with alcohol, never quite reaching right. 0.05 limit. Um, <laughs> uh, to which I said, well, 
grumpy Greg's in town, why don't you come down and have a drink? Yep. And he did. To just be going home. To go to that point. Well, this, point you know, he, this is the man with the pigeon. Oh. Righto. Pigeon boy that wants to stick disease-ridden, filthy pigeons on top of our dining table. Do you remember this? I do remember. The chinua with the feral friggin' pigeon that he decided to bring in off the street. It was clips all weekend. We've gone for a nice chinua feed. And here he's bringing his friggin' penguin... Uh, penguin. <laughs> pigeon. Penguin-flavoured pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> now... I've had a mate whose brother died from these filthy disease-ridden pigeon disease, which humans can get. I don't know what it is, yeah, but it's, there's some yeah, disease. Right, there is, yeah. And here he is bringing the... It's not even a good-looking pigeon. Like, Rats of the skies. It was a filthy thing. Anyway, moving right along, let's not ruin... No, let's not. So he did come down to say hello for a moment and came in, and what did he put out of his hand on the table? Please don't tell me pigeon shit. A, a rather a large array of different herbs that he felt could be missing from our meal and would need to be inserted into the soup. Oh! <laughs> of course, it was very kind of him, and they were immediately... They were immediately put into a, a bag somewhere else and, uh, and, and, and sent back to the house. And, in fact, that phone call is from the man oh, who's yeah. moved into the house. Oh, right. Who is obviously Reg probably wanting to um, <laughs> borrow the herbs. Borrow the herbs. Is Johnny not being there? So, uh, uh, Greg Russell, we, it was a, a, a good evening was had by all, and a couple of really nice peanut. I'm wine. hoping there was no pigeons involved. No, there's no, no, pigeons, no. no, no pigeons. And no involved. pigeons harmed in the making of this None. episode? No, not at this particular time. Correct. And it was all very enjoyable. So, so to continue the story, because he's taken forever. Yeah, the, the, the quote of the so show. So that we can actually get to the motorsport portion of the show. And possibly tech, and then possibly dinner afterwards. Are you getting hungry? Instead I mean, of, you have had a little bit of lunch. Yeah, yeah, we've pecked, we've pecked all day. Instead <laughs> of Greg and driving straight back to Sydney, in order, and if he was going to do that, he was going to stay overnight at Hay or somewhere. Hardy said, "Well, oh, why don't you come with us?" He, and he went, "Absolutely no way at all." And then, and then after we had a shower, well, he said, "You know why I'm not going to come to Adelaide to Melbourne?" Is because you want me to put your car on the back of my empty trailer and sit in the car with us, with me, and drive over. And I went, I'd have never have thought so that. So I, I went and picked JP up, round the back road, met him at, at Tail and Bend. Yeah, we met him find the, Couldn't find the BP from the shell, hopeless. And That's... the car was driven onto the back of the trailer, and to it, to woo, there we were. JP and I in the back, drive on James. The whole way. <laughs> After a bacon sarnie was consumed. Yes. A what? Bacon sandwich. Oh, yeah. bacon sarnie. Tail bed. Tail bed, very good. Was it good though? It and was. You had steak sandwich? Was I did have a steak sandwich and it was good. It was cut right. Good. You are quite the fan of the steak sanger, aren't but, you? But it's testing, but you might have seen there was, they had, it was extra, it was stabbed. It had twice, been stabbed. not just once. No, no, no. It was but twice. I feel that there's been some... This is Skullduggery a... while you were out filling the car up. Yes. <laughs> Skullduggery. <laughs> there could have been a few extra bits of wood planted in your sandwich. Is that what you feel? Was your sandwich uh, violated? Far be it from me to say. It was, you know, Fogel. we've talked about the illegal, illegality of steak sandwiches before. And, of course, buns are not suitable because well, they're sandwiches. It, correct. And, 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 and they must be cut diagonally, which yep. means if it's round, it doesn't work. No. It just cuts in half. Well, it can never be. It's a circle. It it's, it's a semicircle sandwich. Radius. Anyway, well, fun was had, and we came down here, and uh, 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 I rang ahead, and there was some badge engineering to be done. There was indeed, because when we left uh, Keith, K -K -K Keith, Keithy George, yeah, oh, we, we, saw, we stopped we at Keith saw Institute. Institute. Yeah, we saw, <laughs> saw Jackson Institute again, and. Um, we came out of the coffee shop and I said to Greg, you've been badged. And he said, you're kidding. Bloody Adelaide. And sure enough, the Bema badge was gone off the front. The big massive so, wedgie was no longer. That's it. So then Johnny had to ring ahead to you, Marcus. Yes, I remember receiving this phone call. So we could get some alternate badges. 
and you came up with the goods. Tell, tell the viewers what, what options well, Greg had. Obviously not BMW. No, no, no. Well, it's because he drives a BMW. We sh- shit, we don't want to give him another BMW badge. No, exactly. So I've managed to raid the, the said wrecking yard that I have out the back of my panel shop with <clears throat> lots of disastrous wrecks of western suburbs talentless drivers that have got it wrong. Um... <laughs> And we've had a we've had a vast selection of badges. There's a couple that sort of spring to mind that were quite entertaining, I thought. I found a rollover Jeep out the back and I just deducted the double E out of the middle and it turned the BMW into a JP. Well, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh. So that was one alternative. With, with the double E on the end, this would be JP. Yeah, JP. Oh. <laughs> the extra page. Oh, so what, what, other, what other solutions were there? We oh, managed to get uh, a Daewoo. There was a Holden badge there. How can you not have a Holden badge? Holden yeah, badge. And it was round too. It was round. It was ready. the pins were in the wrong spot. Yep. And uh, there was a Honda badge. Hyundai. He was very happy and with our, your selection, but uh, obviously he gave, he gave it all. The obviously he didn't share. want to be And we were of, uh, off to Fuji Teppanyaki for the evening. Yes, we were. Of which? A bit of chinois. It was the first time, I think, in the entire history of the world that I've been out with Greg Russell where it wasn't the Greg Russell show. Yeah, well, that's probably true. Funny. That's fine. <laughs> and then he was gone in the morning, <clears throat> pulling down your, 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 your curtains in the process. I did notice mm. that. Well, it is kind of hard when he's that short <laughs> to, put, <laughs> to put my curtain back up. Anybody can pull it down, but he can put it back up. Anyway. So it just disappeared. It vanished. Yeah. But the weekend, how did it all go? We disappeared off. Actually, JP, you and I met up. Uh, we had Barry Morecambe with his son Nathan Morecambe, who's a, uh, a, a very promising young driver in doing having been done Formula Three and a couple of years in Formula Two Thousand, Formula Four Two Thousand over in uh, in America, and has uh, got a, a, a good handle on the tracks over there. I said. We'll stop all that Formula 3 stuff, you're going GT racing. And of course, money what do is you fall- mean? money's falling from the sky. There's large, large amounts of money uh, to make that Miraculously. happen. Miraculously. Miraculously. Amazing. And uh, we, the, the aim was to... to Wish I had money miraculously falling from it, the sky. It shall. <clears throat> For those who wait, money shall fall. Yeah, the longer I wait, the older I get, the better I was. You'll be. The less hair I have. <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking at it. <laughs> Marcus, uh, at least I've still got colour, Mr. Richard. You're a queer. colourful character, <laughs> Mr. Richard. <laughs> queer, Mr. Richard. Queer. So we uh, seriously though, we t- took him down to um, Foodwar Simworks to Simworks, uh, and so we met uh, re met Jack Claver, um, and they make a very good sim setup that Fogs and I had looked at a year prior, and went down to have a look at it and see what it's up to now, based on R Factor and. Wow, it's a year later. It's, it's really, really, really true. It's a version 5S. Yeah, it's 5S. It's 5S. Yeah, right. uh, made of unobtainium. Yeah. And, and we're talking, you know, it, it's it, it's five-figure setup. And, of course, it depends on stuff, but I was just blown away by the... They're actually... It's basically, you go, it's like a race shop, and they have mm. all the machining equipment out the back, and they, they bespoke everything, except they don't have engines. Wow. It, it's, it's really... Environmentally friendly. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Um, Prius racing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> almost. Um, and then, uh, so we put Nathan in in one of those and set him off at... Uh, what did we, what did we, Spa. No, no, before that I got there and oh, he was running around... Uh, he was running a career a cup car, a GT3R, yes, a GT3R wasn't a cup car, around uh, Albert Park. And he was, mm. he was just bang, bang, round, 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 and getting better. And then chuck him in a... Um, Audi R8, GT3 at Spa, and uh, did it right there. Then we put him into a, the Formula One, the full, full-on, full-size simulator, mm. um, with, uh, with uh, which was a 20, 2010 uh, Ferrari. And I was just... All, it, the, 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 the steering wheel you take off is all the buttons and gadgets that are of oh, a real, real Formula One car. Wow. And right. they all work. They all do stuff in the same way. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wow, and the things move around. And the guy that, like, there's this young guy, and I have to move around so I tell you the story. There's this yeah. sort of young guy, sort of, and his name was Luke. And you know, you, you just sort He's of you come right, in and you yeah. meet the, the boss, and you go, Luke, he's full of the, the equivalent of the mechanic. He's, 
greasy sort of thing, <laughs> sort of stuff like that. And then he jacks his Luke, set the, set the thing up, and, and, and Luke gets in and then just dials the thing, gets it, turns it on, gets out, and the thing checks the suspension settings and whatever, and then goes over. Silverstone. Unbelievable. This guy, well, certainly this guy could drive, but then, you know, they, they work there. And we're doing, like, we're breaking up the 40 metre mark coming into the corners. I, I, I have never seen a similar. Well, I don't that. think that's very realistic then. Oh, it was. There's a Formula One car breaking at the 40 metre mark. I don't care how much up, technology you got. You know, some corners. You, you, oh, well, it's, it's a corner, obviously, you're not breaking much at all, and it's a dust on the brake pedal. You're the racer. Maybe. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It, if it's a full hard stop back to second gear, you're not, you're not stopping at full gear. I didn't say that. You put a words in my mouth. Well, you're making it sound like it's... Anyway, you'd find it very impressive. <laughs> you would. And uh, and Nathan then, you know, got in it um, a little bit down the track and, you know, he, he didn't really wobble around the track at all at any time. And within a couple of laps, he was like, he was on the gap. But it was just very, very impressive technology. Anyway, we went and had lunch with Barry and, and Nathan and, um, you know, we went off to do some stuff we needed to go and do, and before catching up with them again for dinner with folks, um, we did the deal and got the system. And uh, I, I think that's important because I want, want Nathan to go and do some GT racing in Europe. So you've got to have seat time. So you're next. Um, I know you. Just, I know you said you don't like these sims that you don't oh, work I, with them. No, I mean I, I'll use one, but I don't have the money. To yeah, it doesn't. One. Forgetting about the money. We've got, got to go and have a try of it, and you, you've got to go and go. Think, my God, this is unbelievably good. To learn the circuit. forget about what it is because it's we can go down there anytime. So viewers, that's what happened. Hmm. And then we went to Sandown yeah, and uh, the weekend. Well, what, I've done enough talking. Over to you, Marcus. Well, what did I do, really? I've whilst you're all having this lavish trip across, I was continuing to clear the roads of. Melbourne from all the talentless drivers until Radio Hotlap <laughs> showed up on my doorstep <laughs> for a chinwa. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I guess the Fuji, Fuji Teppanyaki feed was uh, quite lovely. Now, what I mean is you went down to, went down to Sandia. What did you say? You know, it was, the weather was predicted to be absolutely terrible, yet it was absolutely yeah, gorgeous. I was quite annoyed with that because I wanted to ride one of, one of the Harleys down there and enjoy and bask in the sunshine but no I thought I'd better be safe so and I'll just uh, reiterate yeah. that like uh, no money yes anyway driving the Harley uh, but <laughs> no money <are> <laughs> I'm a very good thief people yeah, no <laughs> you, know, you know V8 supercar drivers have got no money that's why they can't afford simulate simulators anyway <laughs> Right, it's getting stuck in the boat. No, no, oh, I'm not. Cheap shots. Anyway. But seriously, so, you caught up with people and it was a good week. So anyway, I've rolled out to Sandown in a Barina. Barina. <laughs> in a BB Barina, because I don't have any money. <laughs> and right. uh, Saving up the sim. It was an auto as well. It was an auto. I did lavish out and spend on Did you cable tie the throttle and just touch the brake? Pretty much. Oh, right. Higher cart style. Well, you'd be good then. With, so yeah. You're a good left foot breaker. Correct. And uh, so, anyway, went out to Sandown. Uh, so, it's always tough when you're a racing car driver at a racetrack not racing. But managed to bump into one said buzzer, who, who unfortunately I'm related to. <laughs> Gave him a bit of a hand and some data and, you know, tried to help him improve from his P21 position. And uh, he did all right. He did go all right. He, he didn't, kept his he nose didn't, clean. Didn't crash it, so that's yeah. a plus. No, and actually, he, he qualified twenty six. He did, and, and he went up as high as nineteen, and then he was twenty nineteen, and he was basically around with with the uh, caviar. Oh, Yarnus. Yarnus. You know, he's got. He's, I thought his business is called Caviar Loans. Why is it called Caviar Loans? I thought it was Caviar. Caveat. Caveat on your house. Yeah, Give yeah, me my goddamn yeah, money. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, it's yeah, caveat, yeah. caveat. But Johnny thinks, seems to think he should have put the Y in there. Yes, because it's caveat, blokes. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So, <clears> after <throat> a little bit of data and technology. Scrub that five minutes. Yeah. Scrub that. Won't be a bit of that. Don't edit. Don't edit. Rather. The strikers of the juries. Yeah, so I then went up to have a look at what the main series boards were doing and I guess envy 
some of the co-drivers, whilst I wish I had a co-drive, but anyway, possibly next year we'll work on something. So, caught up with my good friend Mark Winterbottom in the Ford Performance Racing Garage and uh, hung out, did the grid walk, avoided Radio Holap on the grid walk. <laughs> You um, thought you avoided us. Yeah. We, saw, yeah, we were over yeah. the other side deliberately. Yeah. I'm nothing, nothing. <laughs> I know nothing. And then uh, from there, basically watched the two two qualifying races and hopped in my beep beep arena and skidded on down the highway. Um, grabbed some takeout Chinese on the way home and watched my beloved blues cop a hiding from the swans. <laughs> But we, well, we didn't actually there. need to know the full extent of your day. Oh. How did you sleep by the way? Oh, yeah, I was in bed by 10.30. Like and did you have to get up for a pee? Or yeah, something? I think I had a pee like, about 3 a.m. Did you forget to put the water by the sun? Stop it, yeah. The day in the life of a racing car driver, viewers. I thought it was good, JP. I'm glad we went down yesterday. I have to say, viewers, I, I don't know. I was, I was definitely a little bit... I felt like I wanted to be a bit in disguise. I was a yeah, bit reticent of the beginning. Go, yeah, right? reticent is a good word, yeah. that I would be going there, that I would be sort of... But being, you're actually not that popular. <laughs> no, <laughs> I wasn't thinking. It wasn't that much. <laughs> but, you know, I was going to get accosted and have to tell the Alan story of trip to Denmark 38,000 times, but luckily... That didn't happen, and there were the odd, there odd, odd people here that wished to say something, and then it was all. Yeah. Perhaps also people felt it was a bit of an awkward subject to bring up, so whatever. Um, and uh, so I, um, I thought well, the only thing I really wanted to do was go down, and I really wanted to go down, and, and Chris Pither, who um, was crispy, crispy, um, oh, Mr. Crispy, had, um, had ex- taken over. Yutz driver. Yutz. Yutz. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> had taken... Yutz. ETC. Um, had taken over the Allens drive in uh, with David Wall in the Wilson Security. And I might add that it's been very, very kind of, uh, of, 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 of BJR. Uh, Andrew Jones initiated that, asking would the, uh, would the suit that with Alan's name they had made be a, in a, a better spot than in our garage. I said, I, I think it certainly would, and they're very kind they have sent that on to uh, Alan's family in Denmark. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's great. That's great news. He, he initially said, well, look, we'd like to auction it off for some money. And I said, well, I, I appreciate that. Um, however, I, I, I said, I, I, personally, I think that Alan would, would agree with with my thinking on it, is that we don't want to see some plonker. <laughs> he might be a nice plonker. Wandering around Wakefield Park, you know, driving a, a Mini with three doors. You know, <laughs> with Alan's name on it. And I just, no, I think it's best to yeah. like, put it into a, a historical environment because Alan did have a very large collection of race suits and, and that will certainly become available to the public down the track. I mean that in a serious fashion. So that was, that was very cool. So, um, I decided uh, after catching up with Barry and, and, and company up there and in and, uh, and, and the grandstands, look, look, I've got to go down and take the Danish hat that I had. Yes, I want that's right. Mr. Crispy to, to get him in the in the car. And I, I wasn't sure what the setup would be. And anyway, that was all cool. And so I, as I just happened to, to, to go down there, uh, Craig Lowndes was, was walking down and we'd, we'd had a chat about Alan. Uh, so we walked down together and talked about this and that and Le Mans and stuff like that and, and, and all these plans were, you know, just keeping it loose but just pretty much talking about Al and that was all good and off he went. Um, then sort of saw David Wall and said g'day and, and uh, he was very pleased, you know, just to have that warmth come down there, I guess. Um, and saw Crispy, did the hat, there's some photos up on my Facebook and Instagram um, and floated up to see uh, Dr Reynolds and... Um, <laughs> Dr Reynolds, yeah. Dr Reynolds. Uh, and then ran into to, to Jason Bride and, and Lucy Peacock and and uh, walked back with those guys. Just thought, I just thought it was all I really needed to do was it was it, it wasn't it just came about and it was just nice to and Jason had been there and you know yeah, obviously with Marcus yeah. you know that, thing, uh, yeah. that, uh, that Jason and 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 Alan uh, have a special place in your motor racing history in your heart with the uh, the Mustang. Yeah, it was, uh, well, it was a testing time to get the Mustang going anyway. But to have Alan and Jason drive with me was a bit of a privilege. 
And uh, yeah, it was, you know, still got the Mustang, uh, you know, sitting there in my shed. Yeah, and we saw it when we arrived on Thursday night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You did. Uh, when you took it for the tour of the not available yeah. to anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> deleted, deleted. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's still there. I mean, you know. There's a lot of sentimental value as well as Alan, you know, there's another story that goes along with it. I lost another mate in the build process of the car. Um, you know, he want, he was, you know, it was one of Dad's mates and he wanted to come to Bathurst with us when the car was finished, when we raced, but uh, never made it due to an unfortunate accident on his Harley Davidson. So yeah, so we've still got the car and we're absolutely no rush to sell it to, you know, some plonker Joe Blow down the road that just wants to, Fair enough. you know. Drive it with three doors in one of, you know, the suit you were talking about auctioning off for Alan. But anyway, so yeah, so we've still got that car and, uh, you know, Jason and I are still reasonably good mates. You know, I can pop in the BJR garage and say good day every now and then and see what they're up to. And, you know, I think it was, uh, it was a bit tough for Jace too because he happened to actually be at Le Mans mm. the tragic day it happened competing himself. So, but, uh, you know. Very tough for anybody, I think, across the board. But you did take that car out once um, since it was raced. I think you took it down to Tasmania as one of a, a sort of a sort of a, a show and shine. Yeah, it just it was a uh, took it out. Oh. A Longford. Yeah, it was basically the uh, Longford Grand Prix Revival Festival. Oh, yeah, so back in cool. the back in the fifties, sixties, the Australian Grand Prix before oh, yeah, it moved Longford to Melbourne was, was you know, around of the World Championship for the, you know, Formula One and all that sort of stuff. So it was down the paddock, turn left at the turn left at the turn bus stop the, and, and yeah, then the pub and, and, and then take the checkered yeah. flag at the pub. Um, yeah, so no, we got an invite and they wanted some unique cars and things like that and so we brushed the cobwebs off it, filled it with some fuel and put some top air and tires and went down to Longford and put it on display down there and but also managed to put it through the, the speed track. So it was, you know, one of the sections of the actual racetrack, they sort of block off and put a radar gun and, you know, some of the old classic cars, some of the new cars just sort of go down the straightaway as fast as they can and clock a speed and, you know, just have a bit of fun and let the cars wind their legs out. Some very, very impressive cars, you know, some classics, some newies and, yeah, it was, it was quite a good outing actually. That was probably about, oh, I would say about six months ago now, eight months ago. Oh, maybe. right, okay. So yeah, that was probably the last time that uh, the Mustangs had a run down, down a road somewhere, down a track. So today, the first round of the Enduros mm. uh, won by uh, Jamie Winker yep. and Paul Dumbrell with Craig Lowndes and Warren Luff. Was a... Oh, look, you know, in, in, in a good way, I, you know, I think it was actually a good result. They, they worked hard for it. Third place to uh, Will Davison, and uh... they are a class act. I mean, you can't take it away from Triple Eight. Their equipment, their engineering staff, their crew—it's just it's clockworks. Yeah, it, it, it yeah, is. but they, you know, yeah. they, everybody made mistakes. As, yeah. as many people say, I hand over to you, JP, because you know, yeah. Well, know, they made. The, I mean, they made a big mistake of their own, didn't they, with the, with the pit stop and uh, Luffy had. Uh, jumped out and the, the rear wheels were still turning so uh, instant drive well, through. Oh, yeah, it PD. Was it, it, mm. was, it, it was... Oh, sorry, that was Wincup's was, car. Uh, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Dum no, Dumbrell was in the car and they yeah. appeared that they had he made a sudden change of yeah. the last and moment and whether they were going to do a driver change. Before we get on to that, but then yeah. third place was Mark Winterbottom, which bottom no, which was team, teaming up... Davidson. Sorry, Will Davidson, sorry, teaming up with uh, Steve Owen with his try and get yep. a hat. And, and then in I fourth suppose, place, yeah, I think the know, biggest news of the day, really. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Was yeah. uh, Craig Baird uh, co-driving with um, with Lee Holdsworth in mm. uh, in uh, Irwin, typically Irwin branded car, which yep. had, had gone AMG. with thanking branding. Oh, I reckon that's good, especially after mm. the, uh, the incoming new sort of AMG boss had sort of give him yeah. a bit of a shot across the bow, saying, "Hey, you need to pull your socks up." You know, at the end of the day, sorry. Um, you know, we 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 pay you, so it's like yeah. gf.com. <laughs> capital G, capital well, F. Especially when it's only six months into the into, into the, the first program. season, and it's and, it's and some it's a yeah. short notice build. Yeah, but and that's the other they even had the luxury that the Kellys had. Yeah, it's because the, the, the Tosses that have gone you know? and bought C63 so. blacks. You know that are going. Oh, well, 
But it's the other thing going, too. Oh, like, I don't like to have the, my brand that I'm associated yeah, with degraded. I'm running behind the Holbens and the Fords. And that's how they think. You go, oh, hang on, this is not right. So there'll be valet parking holders <laughs> down with me and not my car. Mm. Oh. Oh, poo. I think that's the mentality. <laughs> and so there's some, you know, banging of look, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, I... Get the results, get the results. But talking to, you know... Which they did today. So, which, you They know, did get a good result. I think that's a, that's a, but I think AMG, the, the, you know, the head, the head Germans, the Germans are coming, have to understand that, you know, they've got to build this car to rule book. And unfortunately, none mm. of the specs, really, of the, either Mercedes or Nissan, um, have you know, have anything even remotely close to the specs of what we race here. Mm. And that's what they need to come to terms with. They need to actually probably take more of an involvement. Yes, they've allowed the name to be used, but I don't think the involvement from Germany is that great at the moment. Oh, uh, absolutely not. And and it's, yeah. it's, it's seen as a custom car program, and uh, I, I, I think I, I've got all, all... But I think hearing what, hearing what you said, the new boss saying, you know, Get results, or this is not going to work. I think that's a bit, it's a bit brass, considering they're not really helping. Well, again, no, we're exactly. getting it from the media, and yeah, it's probably right. could well be taken out of context. Yeah, but true. you know, uh, uh, Betty Kilomenko must be, you know, absolutely, uh, you know, patted on the back for her in, in all sorts of ways for her for her having a go. tenacity yeah, to yeah, want to exactly. do it. And certainly, she's had the resources to be able to purchase it. But she's, you know, mm. it's been. It's been a shitty year. And Ross and Jimmy Stone, I mean, they've been working their asses off right since... It hasn't the been easy at all. You know, so... But so they, the we saw that the, the Nissans... Yep. The Nissans had, had won at... Uh, Winton. Winton. Yes, yeah. co- correct. And then there was... It was a little bit of a cloud of controversy. At, and then you might want to throw a little bit about on yeah, that, about, about the, the E70 yeah. fuel. We talked about that. What, what do you think? It would have been yeah, nice to be done clean because it sort of goes. Well, hang on a minute. Well, that's the problem now. Everyone sort of behind yeah, your back. Everyone's sort of looking at that result for Nissan. I mean, yes, it's a great. I mean, you can't take it away from uh, from the Cali guys. I mean, I was. They were at the test day. I was at at Winton a week prior to the event, and they were lapping in some pretty quick lap times. So it is their home test track, and yes, they have sort of they had their shit together for that round. But I mean, look, you know, I suppose people can sort of say. It was the fuel or it wasn't the fuel. I suppose to break it down for the viewers, I'm not sure if you uh, filled in the viewers the last time on the difference, but the supercars now run an E85 blend of ethanol, which is 85% ethanol and 15% um, unleaded, with like a 9.8 octane unleaded. And uh, what they were trialling for the Nissan at Winton and one Mercedes was E75. So effectively that... 75% ethanol, 25% unleaded. 70. No. E70. Oh, it was an E70, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was E70, yeah, it was. Oh, right, okay. I think they're talking about E75 is going to be the compromise, aren't they? So, well, anyway, so what they were trying to achieve with that, viewers, is um, when they introduced ethanol into V8 supercars, the fuel efficiency decreased by 30% to what they were had with unleaded. So that means, obviously... You know, more fuel burn. But the problem is with the Nissan and Mercedes, with the double overhead cam and things like that, it's actually burning more fuel than the, than the Ford and Holden engine. So they've tried to give it some more unleaded back in the mixture to try and increase, I guess, the fuel economy. But with that also, it's giving it a bit more bang as well. So it's had probably. But they've created an equalisation formula, haven't they, for, for the Sandown event? Well, they did. Or by the basis saying, well, we don't approve you using E70, but we'll force everyone to do a minimum, minimum number of pit stops. Yeah, th- yeah, that's that's where the mm. four pit stops has come from, is to make it, you know, make it easy. And to make it more of a level. It's also a force brake stop or two force brake stops. No, no, the brakes was free. No, the brakes were free. Brakes. Yeah. That, yeah. With with the pit stops, with the amount of fuel that the cars are taking, you can get brakes done within that and not even balk at the time, you know, at the stopwatch for the pit stop. So. Yeah, so anyway, so to have, you know, have those guys do a reasonably good job at Winton with the Nissans and have a win there was pretty good, but I guess you could say it is a bit clouded with, you know, is it the fuel, isn't it the fuel, you don't mm. know, so, but, you know, anyway. Considering it is only, look, it's only six months in, Yeah. and I, look, looking at the results of today, I would have thought that from a reliability perspective, I sort of had a perception that the uh, the non-Australian branded product 
wouldn't uh, go was to... not going to have the reliability, yeah. but it was surprising. Yeah, uh, it was actually. And, 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 and in this case, that the Mercedes shone. Mm. And I'm really pleased. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely am pleased that that has happened, especially if you're leading into Bathurst, because they do look like a bit of a dark horse. And I think... They do. Um, and in fact, uh, your, your good mate, Tim Slade, um, had, uh, ha was pretty much going to get it right and look like, barring a mishap, you know, 40, 50 laps from the end, was right in contention, but there was a, a mess up with the shared fueling rigs uh, that, that meant that the car got serviced without being fueled and then yeah. coming for a second stop. Well, sharing, sharing, yeah. So one, the, the pace was there and it was still there and it just it caught, was a dropping down the, down the chart. Yeah, sharing a pit stop with, uh, I think what they said DJR. on the TV coverage, no, nah, DJR, yeah. But, um, no, no, sharing it with DJR, the other Queensland Ford team. But I think what happened was, uh, from the previous stop, the canisters of, like the fuel, I think the fuel drums have got a certain amount of fuel in it and what happened was when they've rolled up, they've actually put the fuel drum in, but they haven't opened the dead valve because the the actual reliance on the crew member from DJR didn't open the dead man valve. So they're, they're fueling. So they're fueling and nothing's going yeah. in. Wouldn't you? Because they're sort of they're, they're transparent tubes, mm. and you would see like if it was well, a drive system, you're going to yeah. see the. Well, now back. nowadays they're running. You know, they're running green lights on the on top so as soon as the light comes on that's it bang out it comes and, 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 and so, yeah, so, so to be fair okay so the guys are in full equipment with helmet on with goggles as well mm. so they may only be able to they simply may only be able to see the lights yeah. they can't yeah, see they can't the, 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 the flame they're, they're looking there aren't they straight you know, they're looking it, yeah. straight into the end of the fuel thing for the mm. room because it's such a they're not going oh is it we're trickling in yeah so However, um, someone yeah. else is going to have to look at that yeah that's a bit tough. As a driver, you know, you, you could probably understand the frustration, you know, with a pit stop and a little blunder like that. I'm sure, you know, the pit crews will get together and play yeah. the blame game and all that sort of stuff. And well, there was a few frustrations, wasn't there, with pit stop double stacking because of safety cars. Yeah, yeah but that's, you know, that's, that's, that's just the way it is. But it was early in the race. It wasn't like yeah. double stacking came up towards the end. No, no. The double stacking was early, yeah. but and unfortunately for Slade, the pit stop with the fuel was late. Um, the pit stop with the two threaded wheel nuts for Frosty was late. Yeah. You know, and he, he looked strong. The car looked quick. And we saw at the beginning, like, uh, Steve Richards had, had muffed the start and had to um, do... Uh, but it's a long race, and that's what... He, and recovered from that, yeah, from, yes. from being falling down and, and used the auto start mechanism. Like, like, you know a little bit more about the auto start. How does that work on cars? Like, obviously, it's very busy. You kind of fumble around to find the button. How does it work? Well, OK, so with the technology of cars of today, um, even in my car as such, you can possibly do it, and... It all revolves around the ECU and obviously the starter motor and the MoTeC unit. So what you can do is... That's control. It's all control, but there's so many... It's, it's function. So what you do is, well, with all these sensors, yeah, with all these sensors you can put on the car, so for example, throttle position, um, a clutch sensor switch, uh, wheel speed, engine RPM, all these sorts of different sensors, to the right engineer and the smart brainiac, you can actually create a formula that you upload into the brain of the MoTeC that effectively creates an auto start. So what I mean by that is you take all the inputs from all these sensors, so yes clutch switch, yes throttle position, and what you can do is you can set a formula, for example, when the car RPM hits zero for X amount of time, you know, for example, for a second <clears throat> or two seconds or whatever, you can then, and you know, you can then say, right, oh, once, you know, once the clutch switch is engaged and the throttle position is 100%, it will then send the starter motor into gear and start cranking the motor until it fires with the ignition on. So, effectively, what some of the cars have probably got is an auto start. So, without having to fumble around, look for the ignition switch, turn it back on, and hit the start button, you literally just mash the clutch and the accelerator at the same time, engages the starter motor and fires the car up and, you know, ease the clutch well, out and away you go. Yeah, that's right. You've already got the accelerator. So, yeah, so yeah it's basically, oh. uh, a, you know, a bit of a fail-safe. So with that in mind, you know, Richo having that stalled start at the start of the race, you know, instead of losing the whole field while fumbling around looking for the starter button, you know, he's only lost, you know, 12 or 14 positions. So, 
I think it was starting at P6 or something like that. It was P4. 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 Okay, so yeah. if you're in P4, yeah. right, you, and, and you stall on the grid and you got like a, a big train of cars coming from behind, you, I don't know what, if you've been in that situation, but does your mind, does your mind sort of uh, suddenly go to the point where you go, I don't want to get hit from behind? Yeah. yeah. Because that's yeah, my first it's, thinking. It is yeah. the I don't first thing. But you've sure. you, you got to get your two feet on there and. But that's the thing too. Obviously, it's in first gear because you've stalled it in first gear. If you can just think, oh, righto, you got it. You just—it's one of those pressure cooker situations where, righto, I've stalled. Let's just get on with it. Oh, righto, clutch and gas, bang together, ease the clutch out, and away you go. So you know, but it's a long race, and it proved that with the first safety car. You know, as soon as Richo stalled, he went around, did two laps in the heat of battle, and the team made a good call, pull him in, get him out of the traffic. Save the car, get him clean air. Do a pit stop. Do a pit stop, sure enough. Yeah, it's one of the four twenty the lap twenty three, I think, was the first safety car. So straight away he's back up to P three again. Because everyone had to pit. He's yeah. already pitted, got an extra couple laps. Got him back in the sink and away they went. But just I think the unfortunate stop at the end with the crossroad wheel nuts for Frosty. You know, he had a fast car, his times were quick. Yeah, had think... that been a wet race, we would have had a back end rear end shunt for sure, I'm sure. I, I believe. But we didn't, and it was because yeah. it was dry and, well, and clear. Are the engineers on the blower to the guys behind going, okay, store car on the right? Well, that that's the job of the officials. I don't, I'm not sure if you guys yeah, know. Yeah, but does that get through to the driver? They're so well, quick, I wouldn't have thought so. Soon as they see, soon as they see a car jump, the guys have got the yellow flags out right at that section. There's a flag marshal at every pit bay, like sorry, every starting bay on the grid. So when you look, car, car, car. They're straight away. Well, for years, we've talked about having this like flashing amber light inside the car that just goes like, right, this is a serious warning, or a start line, a start line incident alarm, yeah. and it's never seemed to be implemented. Yet, of course, it's easily easily be able to able to be done. But are the are the drivers listening to their their their, their pit yeah, that's going like sort of yeah. faint right, faint right, you know. Well, the problem is it's hard for the pit crew. Like Sandown, for example, where the pit garages are, the start yeah, line's 300 yeah. metres down the track because the trek to the grid walk, mm. you know, is massive. Yeah, but uh, Jamie's engineer was right up the front. He was standing up there, sitting up there on the grass on the comms, basically going, mm. right, OK, go another foot, another foot, another foot, right, OK, you're in. They're not let us... Yeah, but then they have to leave. Yeah, so they have to leave across the gate there, but he's still up there. So they're effectively spotters, yeah. but behind a yeah. fence line. So, anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just... <clears throat> yeah, it's, but I think the whole idea of, of, of like the orange warning light or whatever is a, is a very sensible one. Used sensibly. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. use it as because a we saw start. Because that's the most dangerous time, is it not? Because someone coming through, and we've seen it, what happened well, in Perth a couple well, of years ago. The car Rindler. Yeah. No, the car Rindler crashed with... Uh, yeah. It was a... Uh, Steve Owen running Steve the back side of the car yeah, Rindler. Huge, like, two cars destroyed and, and someone... It could have easily lost their life. And we saw Tander do the same thing yesterday now. I mean, he's a seasoned campaigner. Yeah. And if he can do it, that's two days in a row we've had basically a car stuck on the line. And so, two veterans. You know, I mean, Steve yeah. Richards... But the question is, why aren't they getting off the line? Well, you know, you've got a yeah, full true. fuel load, so you're carrying 120 litres of fuel. Not in the sprint races. That's not a sprint race, is it? No, yesterday, yesterday it was. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that, I can't, right. that I can't yeah, explain right. to you, but... You, what? I, I don't you know. can't? <laughs> well, to me, look, I, I, someone else to talk to I, I've, I've stalled in my career. Uh, in the very, actually, the very first V8 supercar race I ever started. The first two I ever started, I stalled both of them. But they're tricky. Simply because I didn't have enough throttle position. Right. The thing is, what, what tricks a lot of people is, the clutch designs, clutch and flywheel design of a V8 supercar, effectively, on a normal road car, there is a lot of engine inertia. Now, the, there's a weight of a flywheel, which is a spinning mass. Once it gets wound up, it continues to spin because it's so heavy. So a normal road car has a flywheel weighing probably 12 kilos. A V8 supercar has a flywheel weighing probably not even a kilo. It's effectively which just which a Which means flexible. that's why it can change so at such extreme yeah, yeah, it revs, it'll hit the rev limiter and then come straight back to zero almost, or idle, almost instantaneously. So with that, to where you get caught out from is it doesn't have any torque. Yeah, so when you're when you're at the start line, 
8% throttle on a V8 supercar is the rev limiter. Pop, 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 like it's popping away at 7,500 RPM, and that's just cracking the throttle. That's not even singing it to 100%. So. But when the clutch engages, it just. It pulls, yeah, there's it just wide, not enough. Pulls it out. And they're not yeah, either, are they? I mean, they're in it. They're in or they're out. You it's not like they're, they're like a four or five plate, yeah. you know, AP or Alcon carbon fiber clutch. And that's the thing, you know, so with no actual power, I guess, behind the engine when it's when it's revving at the rev limiter, you need, you just need throttle percentage. So for me, for example, when I'm starting, you know, 30%, 35% throttle and away it goes. Well, anyway, it was a pretty interesting event, and uh, a few more, few weeks, and we're off to, to Bathurst. Bathurst, Bathurst, yeah, Bathurst, the Holy Grail. Yeah. And in between then, death, and now, yutz. <laughs> it's it's tech time. Tech time. Tech time. And boy, there's a bit of tech because there's been some new phones introduced. Really? They have. That's you know, right. the, the the greatest ob- the. The greatest observation in the world has come from me. Right, and what would that be? In that, well, not really. In that, <laughs> Apple are having, having uh, okay, announced Steve. the 5C and the 5S yes. products, the S being you know, the glamorous things like that and the C th- bunch of colours, that uh, they're encouraging people to have individuality with a look at their phone before it was white and black, and you could personalise it with cases, because now you don't need a case to personalise it. Because if you buy a green phone, you want it to look green, do you not? If you buy the gold phone, you want the people to see you bought the gold phone, which means if you drop them, they're not, they don't have colours on them. I buy a case to protect my phone. But if you buy a gold, <laughs> cu- gold phone, you want everyone to know you've got a gold phone, so you won't buy a case. And so therefore they drop easily, and they smash, and you don't sell them more. <laughs> As we saw on Awesomeness that's, TV that's today. That's the hearty theory. But interestingly, Apple did. You've been waiting for hours, yeah. you guys. <laughs> So that's and cool. And then release colours, like cases, in the same colours as the phones on the same day as the phones. The, I, look, the idea of the do, doing that is definitely yeah. to provide individualisation yeah. yeah. and yeah. go, I want a pink one, yeah. I want a yellow one. Yeah. I'm not going to get a cover over my yellow one because I bought a yellow one. Mm. If I bought a gold one, I want to show people that I bought a gold one, and th- that means they're going to fall and they're going to smash. And that means you're going to sell more. So it's win-win yeah, for Apple. Speaking of smashing, there was uh, Andrew Medici won the, the the race there on the weekend for the Touring Car Masters. He did. Around. But John Bow wasn't uh, wasn't allowed to, to race. Uh, Marcus, what do you know about that? controversy there. I heard a small rumour that apparently he ran over an official and was excluded then and there from the meeting. Cracking. So I don't know if it was an accidental run over or if he lined him up and got him. So it was a, it was a lady. Oh, was it? Oh. Hello. Oh. I think we heard well, yesterday. Well, J- JB's not the type to be running over a lady. He's quite the ladies' man, isn't he? Far be it from me to make a comment on that. But who, <laughs> who actually ended up, what, what happened to the car? I mean, it was a Dunlop Super Dealer car, and there was a, maybe it was the guy from... It was what? a fill-in. Uh, Stephen White replaced him for the weekend. Right. Who runs a Super Dealer car from... In the yutz. Yutz, yutz, yutz. Um, so you might like wonder why we uh, talk about yutz, yutz, yutz like that, viewers, but it goes back to 2005 when I was a boy. Anyway, that's a nice story. Um, <laughs> that's all pretty good. Yeah, it's all good. It is. Excellent. I'm, I'm feeling a bit cheechish. You are feeling a bit cheesy. We are going there, but having watched uh, a, a little show, a little sneaky show before about well, just cooking up, touch on some cooking. Do you think that you'd be you'd be up for doing making slow cooked meals? You've got a slow cooker, putting it up there on the bench, and viewers, it's one of the easiest things you can do. Just like a, it'll go all day. You can turn it on low at eight in the morning and come back at five in the evening, and it will be absolutely fine. And I'm thinking, and JP, you might have an idea, like a, perhaps a paprika. You'd like paprika. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I've done in the slow cooker that was actually recommended to Lainey and I, and she tried it out and it worked excellently, which is you get some potatoes and some carrots and some uh, green beans and you lay them in the bottom of the slow cooker yeah. and then you just get some um, French onion soup 
Ooh. and mix that with up with some water like a and pack pour in enough packet. to almost cover the potatoes, but not quite. So it's all just laying in there. Right? Yeah. Then you get a chook, a whole chook, and you stick that on top so that the potatoes and everything are protecting the chook. And you put the lid on, turn on the slow cooker. When you come home at night, you've basically got roast chook with the veggies underneath. Right, and you put a little bit of red wine yeah. in there. White that's wine, that's wine interesting. I'll have to give that a go because I, I always thought slow cookers are to be based on a, on a wet meal. Mm. Well, you, you've got the wet and you've got the moisture coming through. And yet you can bang it in the oven a little bit later. If you want to crisp it up later on, you can we'll, do that. Or get the price. You know, the like the, what you do for a cream brulee. You know, you like to make cream brulees. <coughs> yeah, just give it the blowtorch. But it Or just get some lamb shanks. Put in some wine, shanks wine that you would definitely drink yourself. If it's not good for yourself, it's not good for lamb shanks. Put them in there for the day. Onions, carrots, some round. Um, Actually, do, I do potatoes. have a, do have a recipe for the slow cooker. Oh. It's one of my very, 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 very few recipes of cooking. Is it from the old country? No, it's actually it's a Mexican dish. Ooh. It, uh, it was taught to me by a friend of mine from America, and it's called... From America. From America. America. <clears throat> it's Mexican from America. Um, it's called <laughs> drunken tacos. So you take a beef chuck, apparently... Yeah, mm-hmm. which is a tough piece of meat, which takes well, a while to cook. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a yeah, whatever it is. It's that's what they, the Americans call it. Chuck, America. Chuck yeah. steak, Chuck yeah. steak from Chuck America. Steak. Chuck, Chuck steak. Put that in. Chuck steak in Grab two Coronas. <laughs> Drink two them. Coronas and no. don't insert any of them. No, in the no. Put two Coronas. <laughs> put two Coronas in the in the slow cooker. So you get your meat Coronas in there, the yeah. and then a packet of taco seasoning, and oh. then yeah, let it come. You yeah, know, let it cook. And, and does the meat all fall apart? Yeah, so you just, can just whack it in the tacos. Yep, yeah, just shreds apart, like, yeah. sh- like shredded yeah, meat. Is it like a silent smell? Like Sounds that? good. Yeah, wow. it uh, <laughs> works quite good. So I, that's, good. I actually have actually done that one. So there you go, viewers. How lucky are you? Three recipes. <laughs> wow. Write that down. All just just throw cookers. anything in, and it's all good. Lamb shanks. Oh, Osobuco. Oh, 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 yeah, nice. beef shin, veal mm. shin. A combo, and but perhaps fry. If you've got lamb shanks, give them a little zzz, zzz up in the pan. What was that one more time for the viewers? Zzz. Okay. That's, that's what Mark, Mark, Mark Marquez will be doing later, later tonight at San Marino. Oh, San Marino. San Marino. <laughs> Is that like the giant Marino? Be Marinoing. Mm. <laughs> We're off. And on that note, viewers, I think it might be good night. Chee chee. Hurusta, viewers. Chee chee. It's another hour. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Hang on, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you in. Five, four, three, two, one. Look, viewers, uh, we thought the show, episode 255, was over. But there's someone on the line that needs to tell us um, about what a messy race it was at Sandy. Come in, Dr. Reynolds, are you there? Yeah, I'm, abs- I'm absolutely going great. As I said I, prior, and, and of course, you know, viewers, we, we did have a little bit of lead-in phone call that David did know that I was doing little crispy lamb cutlets with the... Anyway, all good, mate. Totally, I just wanted to wind you up about that because you sure as hell didn't want to talk about car racing. I bet you have. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good run, wasn't it? You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at it from a different perspective and I have to say that for me, the highlight of the weekend, David, was the fact that the, the Mercs nearly got up. And I reckon that I know, what a fantastic job. That's so good for the sport. an excellent result considering that there'd been some earlier press in the week from 
I believe, the new incoming AMG boss. It's not acceptable. Well, it's funny, isn't it, how, how that when stuff like that happens, you, you end up sort of pulling something out of your hat or it just works right. Or, or funnily enough, Tim Slade announcing that he's bailing and, and he does his best result. Uh, well, if, if the fuel issue hadn't been a, a problem, I, I guess he he was he was good for uh, first place. Yeah, no, he was looking really good, but I think they had a drama or a pit stop drama, I think. You know, he, he, he could have won by the chin, but, you know... It, oh, to be fair, I don't think anyone was going to beat the Wind Cup and Dumbbell Car. They had a lot more pace than anyone. Yeah. I mean, the guy got a drive-through. Absolutely. So, what's been going on, mate, with you outside of the outside of car racing? You know, what, what have you been doing? Any water skiing in winter or, or, or stuff like that? And I'll, and I'll tell you a bit of water, interesting. Water skiing in winter, there. That sounds like fun. Um, <laughs> actually, my, my girlfriend's gone, big brother. Yeah, I have to ask you about that. And I, I was going, what's this? Safe to harm stuff on the side of it, and then and, and Marcus goes, oh that's 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 Dia's girl. I went, what? Is yeah. that is that the, is that the gig? Is it? Sorry. Is that the deal? Is it? winning Bathurst, which I'm sure I'm sure you will exercise in the next few weeks, um, yeah. doesn't make you as famous as her. I know, isn't that funny? Just a, a TV show, but it, it rates really good. Like it gets you know 800 you know, million people watching it at every every show, and it's on five days a week, you know, for an hour, hour and a half show. So you know she'll be pretty well recognised when she comes out. I hope there's a nice check. I'm sure Tim Edwards will be your best mate. Sorry? I'm sure Tim Edwards will be your best friend. Yes. She's she's a wonderful. <laughs> hey um, I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you a story about what happened um over uh Sandown and you, you might have you may have had some in, uh, experience with this. I took young Nathan Morecambe, who's about your, a little bit younger than you, um, Formula 3 driver, down to Simworks. Have you been, been down there and tried out their simulators? Uh, no, I haven't, I haven't been there, but I know what it is. We have a simulator here. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, the ones you don't have to pay for. They're all pretty cool. Oh, actually, they're exactly the same stuff, you know, that the um, R-Factor technology. Um, so yeah. I'm, 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 I'm pairing up Nathan with um, with Benny Simonson to do a British GT Championship uh, program next year. So we yes, yeah, yes. I've been I've been talking to Ian Harrison today, who's uh, you know Roland of the UK. Um, yeah. where they're running a, a BMW Z4 GT3 program and um, we're looking at that and also Blanc Payne and uh, obviously there's some money from coming from Denmark and there's there's money coming from Nathan's father uh, we, we shut down the we've shut down the F3 program here and look you know if the guy can do a 2032, at Bathurst on, and, and pole at, at Easter, even though the race was wet and you couldn't substantiate that in a race, you know, you, you can't be completely useless. No, that's a good time. Yeah, it's a pretty good time. So I just thought, uh, you know, um, that's uh, something coming up and we may have a, a 2014 uh, B12 program. Are you allowed out of contract to do that sort of stuff? Or? Yeah. 
you know, these days, just about every car somewhere in the world has a Ford part into it. So, yeah, I mean, every Volvo, for example. So. But anyway, that's that, that's just that's what's coming up, and I'm sort of a bit excited about it because in the demise, you know, with Alan's demise, I, I needed to I needed to find someone that I wanted to try and take to Europe and and go into a different program that wasn't supercars, and 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 Benny needed the help, and so this is sort of coming up, and uh, yeah, I just thought you know, you'd be keen to know about that. So, Something you perhaps you'd uh, like to do later on in life. Mate, I'd love to do that, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah good. All right, mate. I'd better get back to the lammies. Well, enjoy your dinner. I will, and uh, when I'm make over... Sure you, make sure you vote to say Carney. <laughs> and vote for Tahan. That's it, as one lamb chop will, and I will see you as we head to the mountain in about three weeks. Three weeks, mate. See you at the mountain. Alright, see you, mate. Good on you, mate.